Welcome from the deep. I am Mike Finder. And I am Book of Brett. And today we have a special guest. It is our buddy Jonah, who has no podcast to plug or anything like that. We just thought we'd have him on because he's a... <laughs> It's, it's a fun guy. I just found him sitting outside the liquor store. I was like, hey, we need a third. Yeah, Want to come on this? That's that's where you'll find me. In the shadows. <laughs> of the liquor I'll, store. Yeah. I'll feed you pockets and Coors Lights. <laughs> Wait. Did you just say pockets as in short for Hot Pockets? Did you? Yeah. Okay. Homeless people eat fabric. Wait. So your pants pockets. Yes. <laughs> I'll feed you. Okay, okay we're going to move past I, that. But I had more. Okay, go for it. I take my pockets and I cut them up and I hang them on the wall like when you dry out flowers. And then I just, I, I, I just hand them out. Today, we are going to be talking about the fog versus the fog. When we were watching it, I was telling you, I don't think I've ever watched an, an original back-to-back -back with... The remake ever before just in one sitting yeah i've done it with um i've done it like in like days like not like like i've watched one and then like the next yeah. day gone like hey i want to watch the remake but no i've not done it back to back like we did with the fog which is weird considering how many remakes there are and considering how like off my radar the fog has been for me i've seen it it's when been recommended the to me fog, which one do you mean 1980 yes. or 2005 a little bit of both okay uh jonah have you ever done that have you ever sat down no. in one sitting no i've I feel never like... sat down in one sitting or have done it within a year oh shit see i have done that i think i did that with it because when i rewatched all of the new it i was what? like i need to go back and rewatch the the original watch what it what no, who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is the kind of shit that gets cut out. <laughs> well, you're not it's keeping gold. bad dad jokes? It's gold. <laughs> it's so much fun, and he cuts so much shit out, and it hurts my soul. <laughs> cut to me from the rafters. Ugh, Brett was here. Yeah, see, but the, that, that I do have to cut out, because YouTube will decide that it has to be age-gated, because there's yep. a reference in it so he's just referencing shawshank <laughs> yeah yeah good point it's just a movie reference so i do often find myself crawling through septic tanks continue <laughs> i do feel like that this is something that i've been wanting to do for a while but um and what made this even cooler is the three of us actually sat down to watch these together so yeah. Like, we all had the exact same experience sitting down and watching the fog from 1980 and the 2005 remake Brett, you said you'd never seen any of these before? So I said that I feel like I've seen The Fog from 2005, but given the quality of it, I think what I was trying to watch was The Mist and then <laughs> ended up watching The Fog, um, not knowing the difference because they're not different things. So I, I just feel like maybe I got confused. Hang on. Shut up! <laughs> I also don't think he's seen the myth <laughs> if he thinks they're the same it, plot. I was going to ask, I've never seen the myth, no, so no, I don't know no, how no, similar no. they are. The material, actual things, the fog and fog and mist are the same goddamn thing. Okay, so and you so, have to be specific about that, though, because they're both movies. And not to mention, you were confusing the fog and the mist the entire time we were watching these movies. 
there's not that that's because that, that there's a line in this and the mist i'm pretty sure the mist actually says there's something in the mist just like there's something in the fog right i feel like it, it's it's almost like have you ever watched something and gone shit i had that idea but then instead of making the thing that was already made only your version you you just move on with your life I feel like that's what the mist is. Like somebody saw it and went, I did that already. And then just was like super disgruntled and went, I'm going to fucking do it anyway. Well, I think the fog is based on a book, right? Isn't the mist too though? (laughs) Oh, is it? See, I don't know anything about the mist. Let's find out. So yes, the mist is a novella by Stephen King. Okay. Um, The fog, however, is also a book but it is from a director, or a, I'm sorry, a uh, English writer, James Herbert, from oh, 1975. Um, now I'm curious when The Mist came out. Because <laughs> what you're saying... 1980. 1980? Okay, so... Way, 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 way after. <laughs> so... Way after it's the dude. It really is that bit. That lamp monster bit from Family Guy really is Stephen King. For my three hundred and seventh book, uh, this couple is attacked by a, a lamp monster. Ooh, ooh. You're not even trying anymore, are you? To be fair, Stephen King was doing a lot of cocaine in the 80s. So he may have genuinely not known that the fog existed. You know, you don't have that kind of output without being on cocaine. (laughs) Also, the mist is better. Is it? Okay. It's better. The movie or the book? The movie. Okay. (laughs) He doesn't read. (laughs) I'm sure the book's better, but I have not read that book. I would imagine Stephen King is a better writer than whoever, what what did I say his name was? Uh, James Herbert. Uh, You may be mistaken. (laughs) I mean, maybe, but I've heard of Stephen King and not James Herbert. So I don't know if that makes a difference. But anyway, um, so Brett, do you want to give us a synopsis of The Fog? Yes, uh, The Fog is uh, a 1980 horror movie starring Jamie Lee Curtis, directed by John Carpenter, about a seaside town that becomes haunted by very pissed off pirates that had their booties stolen. Their booties stolen. Yeah, little feetsies. (laughs) I don't fucking like you. (laughs) I don't like that I laughed at that either. Um... Okay, I mean that's actually pretty good. So, <laughs> let me ask you guys this: How do you guys want to do this? Do you want to do you want to talk about 1980 and then talk about 2005? Do we want to talk about both of them at the same time? Compare them? How do you guys want to do think, this? I think our best bet here is going to be to kind of just talk about them side by side next to each other. Okay. Well, then why don't you give me the synopsis of The Fog from 2005? <laughs> You just did. <laughs> no, they're different. They are different. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're, you're 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 right. In one, in the original, they stole a golden cross, and in this one, they took 
trinkets that floated ashore. Like it's seriously the most it, it's it's so unbelievably mind-bogglingly stupid how they took how they went, okay, you know how in the first one they took this super, super expensive, nice, beautiful, priceless golden cross? Yeah. This time they stole a hairbrush. Like it's the dumbest. Mean- it's the dumbest fucking thing. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like you're gonna sit here and go. Like you don't have the same level of anger. Somebody stole my kayak yesterday. I'm not gonna have the same opinion as if they came in and stole. I don't know my wife or something like that. Like it's not. It's not the same thing. It didn't make any sense to me. And to be clear, like the fog from 2005 is not a terrible movie. It's, it's got really terrible aspects to it that make it a not great movie. But the thing that stood out the most to me was that they stole, that they, they, they took trinkets from the shore. That's the biggest thing to me. And the thing that stood out the most to me about both of them is why they're coming back so far down the line. Like, that's the thing that stood out to me the most. And it makes even less sense in the 2005 one because it's set in 2005 and it's, well, no, because that, what, 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 what is that? Like a 25 year difference. So no, either way, it doesn't make any sense. Like there's not really a, there's not really a catalyst that makes them go, okay, we're coming back other than them just coming back unless I miss something. Well, I mean, the catalyst is, um, the town's birthday. Th- thank you. Thank you. And it's, and the 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 cross, the golden cross, they didn't steal it. They stole money, that's a lot of gold, and then the priest stole the money from the town and melted it down into a cross yeah. and hid it. <laughs> so the it's first one makes gold. less sense cuz nobody got the money. Gold. It's gold. I don't know what does that mean? It because the first one's gold and the second one's a brush. Oh, and a, no, they stole they stole a treasure chest full of money yeah. on the second one. And and in the second one, the um all of the things it was in a was it in a sack? Those specific things that they yeah. were finding, they were they were all those things that they were finding were that were washed up on shore were in a sack that came out of dude's hand whenever he got killed. Okay, so, but it okay, fair enough. Fair enough, I will admit when I'm wrong, but it does seem like taking the hairbrush is the thing that set things off. No, the yeah, t- it woke up memories. The hairbrush and the nameplate on the beach. Yes. Yeah. The- I, do, I do also love that it happens so frequently that when they cut to the museum, there's just a line of people trying to get their shit appraised that just keeps washing up on the shore. Yeah. Like it happens with such frequency that they're like, I found this today. Well, somebody and I even found asked, this like, today. this is mine now, right? <laughs> and the museum yeah. curator's like, well, actually, when you find things up on the shore and then they cut away from it. So, um, okay, yeah. well, before we get too far into this, let's jump over to the podcast drive-in over here. Uh, so The Fog from 1980 is an hour and a half. It's rated R, which is very important. Like Brett said, it's directed by John Carpenter. It's written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. Um, Composed and, by John Carpenter. Yeah, exactly, which which aren't they all. And then The Fog from 2005 is an hour 40, and it is rated PG-13 for some fucking reason. I guess it's because in 2005 that everybody was just making shitty 
PG thirteen movies. Wide audience. Got it, yeah, got, got, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Got to appeal to a wider range of people. Yeah, it's all and screams. It ruined full. the movie. Yeah, it definitely did. Uh, it was directed by Rupert Wainwright, written by Cooper Lane, John Carpenter, and Deborah Hill. I think if I if I had to guess, uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill's names are on here because they wrote the original. Um, but maybe they helped. Maybe they helped write this. I'm actually not sure. Uh, that's generally what happens when somebody is when they're doing remakes. They'll put the original writer's names on the script because they wrote the original script. Um, so here's here's what I want to know from both of you, um, Joni. Let me know how you felt about the Fog 1980, uh, and then we'll talk about we'll go around and then we'll talk about how we felt 2005. So why don't you tell me how you felt about the Fog 1980? It was visually better. Yeah, I, and considering it was an older movie, surprised me. But they didn't use pooters. I mean, that's true. There's a, there's like actual masks and and physical old school effects. Oh, not on this. not the monsters, not not the horror aspect of it. I mean, the shots when the uh, the radio jockey's going to her station. It's a better shot and everything. Oh, yeah, than yeah, that's the true. Everything about the original is better. Yeah, well, not only no. do you have more dynamic range on film, but it just looks better because it's all on film and it's not in that weird 2005 era where everything looks blue and, and gray. So this is something that we, uh, we we talked about when we were watching the original and dynamic range is something that I brought up. And um, the I mean, the digital cameras they're using are still going to have like generally the same dynamic range. I mean, you're still going to have 16 stops, 16 ish stops of dynamic range. But the problem is that in uh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not wrong. Fuck you. Anyway, the, the thing, the biggest problem with the way that it looks is it's, it's this, it's this early two thousands, hyper contrasty color grade that you got with everything. Yeah, in it's, that it's just blue, green, and gray. That's like the entire fucking movie. Right. And you don't, you didn't have that back in the 80s to the extent that you do in the 2000s. I also like the set design a little better. In the original? Yeah, they it looked like they used more practical buildings. Yeah, yeah. The, um, I, I can't remember what it was called, but we looked up the, the lighthouse in the original because it was so striking. Like, you, you see that lighthouse, there's a bunch of shots of it, and you're like, damn, is that... Is that a real place? Where is that? And you look it up and you're like, damn, that actually is a very cool lighthouse. And they used a very cool lighthouse in the in the remake. It, it I don't I don't even know what it looked like. Like I'm trying to Halloween recall what town. it looked like. <laughs> like Halloween town. It <laughs> looks like town Halloween looks town. Like that. Yeah. It, the, the, that's the thing is Jonah's absolutely right. The the original looks like a sea town. Like it looks yeah. like a seaside town. The, the 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 new one. I mean, it's still you get that coastal town look to it, but something about the whole thing. I don't know if it's like because the opening has like the statues in the town square or something. But I'm telling you, man, I was getting major like hocus pocus Halloween town vibes from the town in the second one. It's always it's a WB. <laughs> yeah, WB. Yeah, it's. It's always a good thing when your horror movie looks like a Disney Channel movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, well, yeah, yeah, we did because we did say it looks like it was a made for TV WB movie. And it doesn't help that we've got Clark fucking Kent as our star. Tom Welling. But it, yeah. It, 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 um, it's it, it's it, the whole thing did feel very like 
WB. Like I felt like I felt like I was watching an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like it was made by Canadians. Like, hey. well. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> we can we we can make fun of Canadians because we have a re their representative with us today. Yeah, Jonah's Canadian, he's, so it's I'm allowed to say that, right? He speaks for all of you. We don't put out quality like that. <laughs> like the Fog 2005, you don't put out quality like the Fog 2005. That's you made me I, sad. I mean, that might be the point he's making. Oh, okay, 1980. Okay, no, okay, no, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, Jonah, do you have anything else to say about the the 1981? Compared to it, the ending, the uh, the ending set was better. It was so good. Yeah, I definitely, the, definitely the, fucking agree with that. The the ending in general is just so much better. Honestly, the the ending to the original one is better than a lot of endings I've seen. I mean, it's got closure. It's got a moment of like shock and fear that doesn't feel like it was just sandwiched in at the end. I feel like the ending to the original is how you end a horror movie. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, what's so crazy about that is that it's 1980. This is like before the big horror slasher boom. And it's and it's after Halloween. You can tell John Carpenter has gotten better from Halloween to the fog. Uh, you even said at one point that you liked the fog more than you liked fucking Halloween. I did. I did say that. Um, and I think a big part of that. Well, a big part of that is um, I'm a big fan of sea shanties. Um, I know how weird that is. I know how stupid that is. I don't care. I like sea shanties. They're fun. I like them. Shut up. Okay. But fair enough. I do. I, I do. There's just something so. I don't want to say there's something so original about it because when the original Halloween came out, it was a very original movie and you can't take anything away from Michael Myers. So I don't mean it in the way of like, I'm trying to take anything away from Halloween. I just, dude, I just like the story more. I like the story more. I like the setting more. I like everything about it more, but it's not like I'm like shitting on Halloween I just liked it more. I, I I think it feels a lot more polished, which makes sense because I feel like I feel like John Carpenter really, really had an idea of what he wanted to do with this. Again, I'm not trying to this is not to take away from Halloween whatsoever. I just feel like um I don't know. The um the fog from 1980 just felt more solid than Halloween, I guess. I mean I I agree that it's a solid movie, but I definitely don't agree that it's better than Halloween. I think uh, I don't need you to. I think history has shown that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so how did you feel about the 1980 fog then? Just in general, I loved it. I thought it was great. I really, really did. I, I mean, it's you have to look at it in the context of like when it was made. You have to look at it. Like, you know, you have to look at it from that perspective. But the the violence, honestly, I think if the original one was made today, it also would have had a PG-13 rating. Um, it's not that, it really isn't that gory. It's not that bloody. Um, it's, you know what, I just realized, I think a big reason of why I think I like it more than Halloween is because it's got a supernatural aspect to it. And we have said this many, 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 many times, supernatural horror is that, my favorite that makes type of horror. Yeah. Um, that makes so there is, there, there is that aspect to it too. 
Um, there's the, the, there's a history aspect to it. There's a supernatural aspect to it. It's just so I, I, I think that's what I was trying to say. I think that's what I was trying to word it as when I say I'm not trying to take anything away, away from Halloween, because when I say I liked it more, that doesn't mean it was a better movie. It just it appealed to me more than Halloween. did. I've, I've seen this multiple times, like throughout the years, and it's always something I feel like I go back to because it's very fun. Like, it's a very fun movie to watch whenever you're just sitting around like, I want a shitty horror movie to watch this. The Fog 1980, it's it's not shitty in the way it's made. It's just like old horror. When I think old horror, The Fog is the type of shit that I'm thinking, especially 80s horror like this has this has cool monsters in it. It's got a really cool idea with the fog rolling in and bringing in monsters with the town's birthday and everything else that's wrapped up into this. I think it's a very fucking cool idea. And whenever you think, whenever you think John Carpenter, the fog is like one of the top three movies for me that I think of. And it's got that classic John Carpenter music, like you were saying, and it just, and it sticks out and it's, and it works because it's really super simple, but it's also really scary. Even even if it is like arpeggiated, like it still feels like very scary and weird. And it fits the vibe of this movie so fucking well. I love that Jamie Lee Curtis rolls into town and stays with what's his name? I always forget his fucking name. Tom Atkins. Tom Atkins. That's what it is. Um, I, I like her a hell of a lot more than I like her character in the second one. Well. Not the same character. I mean, the girl that's supposed to be, pl- you know damn well what I meant. Well, girl- <laughs> one's a returning love interest. The other one's a transient. Yeah. Exactly. And and Jamie Lee Curtis, she's a transient who's hitchhiking through town on her way to Canada, funny enough. Um, and, and that's the thing is like, I like how weird it is that she rolls into town. She gets picked up by Tom Atkins and they just stay together for the rest of the fucking movie for literally no well, fucking reason. Well, yeah, that's what you do with <laughs> hitchhikers and the people that pick them up. They sleep together instantly and yeah. and without even knowing each other's names. And then the rest of the movie, we're just like, she's just on board with, with whatever he's doing, even if that involves monsters coming out, coming out of the fog. It's better than Canada. Listen, Tom Atkins picks you up. You sleep with Tom Atkins. <laughs> Well, that's true, too. Like, I I was telling you guys while we were watching this, Tom Atkins is actually the main role. He's like the hero badass guy in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And he's been in just a ton of other shit. Like, if we look at his IMDb page, it's actually, you're going to be kind of like, holy fuck. Um, the, The top ones here, obviously, are Night of the Creeps. I don't know if you guys have seen Night of the Creeps, either of you. Nope. Jonah? No. No, not that. Not no. that I can think okay. of. Nobody watches the shit you watch. <laughs> That's not true. Somebody, please tell me you're also watching garbage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody, please make him feel better. Go ahead. So, Go ahead. I'll be watching the comments. But I mean, look at how much shit he's been in. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. He's in Creep Show. That's right. He's been in MASH. As wow. He's in Escape from New York. Um, Zena. Well, Zena. Yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> When the budget is under six figures and it only takes three weeks to shoot, you can cram a lot when, into one year. Okay, well, that's not fair. The uh, budget for, for The Fog was not... What was it? It was a million? It was big. It was big. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can we backtrack? Who did he play in Xena? I don't know. Uh, One episode. I don't know. 
In, yeah, he's only in one episode, so it was like a one-off. He probably couldn't stand Lucy Lawless like anybody else. <laughs> She's good in Rome. <laughs> I swear to God, if she... Yeah, 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 one more she, time, I'm going to murder her. You, you know what? Not she, Rome, Spartacus. She, I was going to say, she's not in Rome. She's in Spartacus. I think it's Spartacus, right? Um, yeah. But I have heard she's an absolute nightmare to work with. I was Zena. The budget in 1980 for The Fog was $1.1 million, which is... $5 billion today. <laughs> <laughs> that leads us into The Fog 2005. Because when you watch these back to back like like we did, it's really obvious how goddamn awful the remake is. And this is something that we In talk about every a lot. imaginable way. Remakes generally are pretty shitty. But when you take them all the way back to 2005 with the horrible CGI, the bad color grades like we were talking about, the awful... I, I, I know it's coming back right now, but the just fucking horrendous fashion that was in 2005 with the fucking flared bottom jeans. And like, I feel like the, I feel like the colors on this movie was like, guys, I just saw the matrix. <laughs> I'm going to do that, but in poop gray. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that watching this back to back was not necessarily doing the fog 2005, any fucking favors. No, no. And it, did anyone ask for it? I don't. I, I feel like there could not have possibly been a ton of demand for a remake of this. Like, if we were to go back to 2005 and ask, like, just a random person, like, "Hey, what's the fog?" Like, they wouldn't fucking know what that is. And and granted, no. granted, it's a it, even if it is a book that was very popular in the mid 70s, even 1980. I feel like the you know stuff moved slower back then. So I feel like the name would have gotten a little bit more recognition. And then you move to 2005. Who the fuck knows what that is? It's someone renewing a licensing. That's what that is. You think they're pulling a Disney? There's nothing you're going to do that's going to take it a step up from what the original one was. I don't know where you go. I didn't watch the original The Fog. It feels weird to say the original The Fog. But I didn't watch it and go... Wow, I really would like an updated version of this. Yeah, because it holds like, I, its own. Like, there's you don't watch so it and go, good. damn, this would be cool modern. No, and this is the problem. This has been the problem with remakes over and over and over again, Disney, that nobody's asking for this shit. They're not making anything better. They're just going, we really got to put something out, guys. Does like, anybody it have an original it, idea? No, no, but I don't think we need one, so it's probably fine. Just pull something out of the filing cabinet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just the, <laughs> uh, the, the, the CGI isn't good. The dialogue isn't good. The premise, the basis of the very existence of this movie is flawed and shitty and flawed and shitty. Over and over and over again throughout the whole thing. Nothing makes sense about this movie. Like the old man that just inexplicably cannot let go of the fucking rope. Like nothing about this movie made any sense whatsoever. Every time we were watching a scene in this movie, I'm sitting here going like, why? And that's the biggest thing. You should not over and over again while watching a movie go, why is this happening? 
And I don't mean like, why is this happening to me? I knew why that was happening. I have these people as friends. I mean, why is this on screen? Why are we watching this? Why are these things happening? Dude, this dance scene that we get on the boat of the two girls dancing, <laughs> like we've got the first dancing. I'm like, okay, they're drunk. They're getting into the music, whatever. 20 minutes later, they are still just shaking and shimmying. And I'm sitting here. I even said it out loud that... They've been dancing for a really long time. Yeah, but like, but that's how you party, Brett. Yeah, like you're getting paid to do it. Like that's no, how, that's a this, Spice this is, TV infomercial. Yeah, this is <laughs> that's exactly. What it is. These girls are dancing the way strippers dance, which is consistently for long periods of time because money's on the line. <laughs> this is not how you. And not to mention, what was the pickup line that led to that? Hey, you want to come out on my boat? Oh, you have a yacht? No, it's a fishing boat. <laughs> we'll go out. Like, we'll drink some warm beer. It'll be great. We still got tuna hanging in the net. We haven't even brought him in yet. We can have we can have fresh fish. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't want to do that. So you no, don't I understand just, the implications. <laughs> they can't say no on a boat. No. <laughs> but see, that's the thing is like I cast I wanna, Brett's right though. I want to see. How he got them on the boat? Because yes, that, I, I mean, to be fair with what you're saying, they're pro they were probably paid to get on the boat. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Okay, no, no, because there's no way a town this small has hookers. There's Those no way. Those are the way. only ones. Those are the only yeah, two hookers in that town. Right, <laughs> but that's when they're just called barflies. <laughs> Those are just barflies, and they work for. Beer, not money. That's just a really nice name for what we're saying, anyway. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> also, why would she have purpose. a wig? Yeah, it's super fucking weird. She pulls a wig off for no reason. Yep. Why are you carrying yep. around a wig on a fucking boat? Yeah, it's not like she pulled it off and it was like chemo hair. Like she pulled it off and it's like a full head of brunette hair. But that's the thing is, like, even the scene. From from the 1980 movie to this one, they like inject these women into this scene for seemingly no fucking reason. Like in the first right. movie, it's just some dudes on a boat getting drunk together, which is way more believable because it's just three old dudes drunk on a boat. And it's well, not. Let's, let's be honest. Two of them were cuddling. Uh, yeah, they were kind of cuddling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Um, but, but that's because they were drunk. They were so drunk. They were cuddling. They're friends. Right. They're best. Right. Well, friends. you know. It's it's cold. No one else can see. The Navy has a reputation for a reason. Go on, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. It's fine. You jealous, bro? <laughs> I can be whatever I want. It's 2023. That's true. And you can't make fun of him for it. So, oh, I canceled. can make fun of him. I think that the the reason that the 2005 movie is so shitty is because of everything like that. Like they take these skeleton, yeah, the, the skeletons of all these scenes, and they go. How do we just fuck this up as much as possible? And it's stuff like that. Like, let's put two young guys on a boat partying with two young girls. They don't obviously don't know each other that well. Instead of three drunk old men on a boat being confused by the fog, we have to we have to make well, an appeal to the to the teenagers. So they're dancing on a boat while drinking. That's what I was going to say is the original The Fog is made to tell a story. It's made to make a a good horror movie. Yeah. This is just made to basically interject whatever you can to appeal to the raging hormones of the demo that this movie was made for. Well, and that's that's got to be why it's PG-13, too, right? Like, I, I feel like 
making this an R, it would have done just as good. Like, what was Valentine? Was Valentine an R? Valentine's yeah. rated R. It also uh, is the only explanation for why Selma Blair just runs around in her lace panties in front of her small child. Yeah, that's a fucking weird scene. Yeah, it's it, it's it, it's it's really weird. It's not. It, she was covered, and then he comes in, and she's just like, uh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then she gets out of bed and continues to prance around in her panties. Yeah, it's just it's it's so. And there's nothing wrong with that before somebody like tries to cancel me or whatever. Yeah, what are you about? Wrong with that? No, <laughs> let's have that conversation. No, it's it, it's it's this whole idea of just. Uh, uh, a complete lack of reality for the sake of sex appeal. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, all, when that scene came out, all I could think of was like, that, that kid is actually 12 years old. And, and, and whether this is a movie or not, somebody wrote that down and was like, we're going to do this for sex appeal. Cause there's no other fucking reason for it to happen. Was this a Weinstein movie? You think? Yeah, uh, Harvey, um, listen, buddy, we've got this scene here that the boy is around his mom. It's Selma Blair, um, and I know that you've probably talked to her uh, far more than you probably should have. <laughs> and he's just kind of walking around, and she's in her panties, and the boy's at home, and we just think it might send the wrong message. It might be a little weird, and it might hit the kid a little bit wrong. I don't see the problem. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's a bad Harvey Weinstein voice. I don't think the problem. <laughs> Send the boy to the beach to watch the homeless man die. <laughs> puck face, puck face, puck face, puck face. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the sound of a pustule face skin looks sounds no, like. That but was, that, that was, was I think pretty that was dead on. It. No, that was yeah. good. What do you mean I'm taking me to jail? <laughs> it's like well, it's like Ronald Reagan if he were morbidly obese. Jonah, what do you think about the 2005 remake of The Fog? I liked the ghost aspect of it more. It does. That does feel more fleshed out for sure. Because yeah. they mm -hmm. were more ghosts. And in the original, they had to open doors. <laughs> so kind of loses the scary the appeal. World. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just ghost Conf or confounded by doors like I can't get it why can't I walk through I hated the radio DJ in both actually because the first one she tried to yell at people when all of the lights are out in town and also tried to get her kid to kill himself <laughs> That's while the fog is all around her house she's just screaming out run outside Billy run outside <laughs> well to be to be fair CB radios are wind powered the uh, the fact that I, I like that that thing you're pointing out, though, the fact that the entire town has no power except the lighthouse for some fucking reason that can still run a radio station. She has a generator. She turns it on. My thing is, she still <laughs> thinks she's that she's talking to somebody. Yeah, no one else. She's <laughs> looking out at a dark town and just screaming, Billy, if you can hear me, run outside. Yeah. <laughs> some lighthouse enthusiast is just going to rip us to shreds. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> finally, it's my moment to shine. Every lighthouse is, comes with a generator that could run for um, exactly 14 days. Uh, no, I, I don't know. I think that the ghost thing is better in the in the remake. That's the only thing that, that works better. But it's also because they shoehorn in backstory that we don't get in the original. And I and I can't quite figure out why, because it's it, it's not 
we got backstory, but it yeah. was in flashes. Right. And at the beginning, we never saw the trade deal. We just heard about it from when the priest yeah. read the journal. Exactly. And in the in the Which remake, is better than we her finding see it. everything. Well, the way she finds that too is so fucking stupid compared to the 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 book basically falls on the priest's head at the beginning of the the first one and then in the second one she falls into that fucking water and is struggling to get out of the fishing net for some drowning point. drowning yeah laughing at a woman drowning it's okay <laughs> sorry it's just such a stupid fucking scene <laughs> <laughs> two, two, he's laughing at a woman drowning two weeks ago. He cut out a Buddhist joke I made. <laughs> well, there's a big fucking reason for that. I told you what the reason for that was. Yep. It was yep. within Give the first 35 fucking seconds of the, of the fucking thing, and you were making jokes about Buddhists lighting themselves on fire. The one demographic that's the least likely to get angry. No, I'd say the, the well, Amish. The least likely to have something to comment on. <laughs> Either way, I'm cutting all that out. Um, no, I can laugh at her. I can laugh at her stupid flailing about in the water. That doesn't make any sense. Why is there a fishing net just chilling in the water down there? Because there's it's fishing a dock. boats. No, it's a dock. Yeah. It's inside. But it's clearly there's no fucking reason for her to walk on the fucking two by four that she has to walk on to get across the fucking thing. She could have easily gone around it. She chose to go on the two by four. She falls off because she has zero fucking skills to be able to balance apparently. And once she gets falls and once she falls down in that water, she gets all tangled up because she's never had to be in the water before apparently. So she gets all confused and she starts swinging her fucking arms all over the place. She gets wrapped up in this fishing net and she just starts to drown for no reason other than her own panic induced flailing. I really, I really want to help explain this way, but I'm pretty, pretty sure I stroked out for this scene for a second, so I can't really give Jonah, a lot of context. Am I wrong? It was fucking ridiculous. Well, it, it was. That's not the ridiculous aspect of it. If you fall into a net backwards into water, sure, you'll panic. The ridiculous aspect of it is that there's a book at water level where water's going to rise up, and it has not molded away, yeah. rotted away, and it's still legible. Yeah, all the ink is still in it too. The, it made sense in the first one because it was protected inside of a church. Right. It was inside of the inner wall. This is on an a exterior literal, wall yeah, literal next to water. Yeah. <laughs> the, the magic of sea salt, guys. Wait, you never been to a day spa? I just don't know why whoever wrote this would put that in here. Why couldn't it be a wall in his fucking... I get, I get it. He owns a building that is historic and has been used by the, one of the founders of the town. Why did they put it in a fucking exactly what what he's saying? Like in in water, it's gonna get fucked up, but it does. It's yeah, a hundred years. The water never they, rose yeah, up to that level. That's they already ridiculous. put it behind bricks in the original guys. Okay, you got to switch it up a little bit. I, but they put it behind bricks in the sequel too, or the remake. She's water, climbing Jonah. at the wall and pulls a brick out, and then goes, "Oh, look, a book." He's not wrong. This is what I was talking about before. They take the core idea out of it and then they write it in the dumbest fucking way possible. 
And, and even like you were saying, the hitchhiker, she's a returning love interest. She's not somebody just passing through the town. She's, she's just the worst. She's too. fucking awful. It's the girl from lost. What is her fucking name? Maggie Grace. Yeah. Okay, great. But the, dude, this, this, this whole, I, I hated, I hated her by the end of this movie. It's the girl that plays Shannon and lost. She, she, she left and I hated him too, the main character. And I hate him because what we end up finding out is that I just woke up one day and you were gone with no, no. <laughs> then why is she in your truck? <laughs> like there's no reason. Why is she back? Why yeah. are you talking to her? Why are you still interested in her Selma Blair is alone in a lighthouse why are you talking to her at all it doesn't well, make any sense at all we come to find all. out though the reason that that is is because Selma Blair has a child well yeah I'm god that I, I've so just many <laughs> god awful jokes for that but I'm not gonna say any of them <laughs> Jonah, you want to take a crack at one? No one can see your face. No, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on that. <laughs> no one can see no. my face. Trudeau can hunt me down. <laughs> no, but but for real though, I, it's not because of that. That was just a joke we were making as we were watching it. Like, right. well, no wonder he's not with Selma Blair. She's a child. Um, I I I I I I, I want to say right now. Side note. Of the movie uh, of of the movie review, I'm going to stop explaining away my jokes. If you don't get it, that's on you. Continue. Go ahead. Well, I just think that um, the Shannon. I, I want to call her Shannon, uh, but that's her name in Lost. Elizabeth. She's the fucking worst, most unlikable fucking character in this entire movie, and she is our protagonist. It, well, it feels like maybe Tom Welling is. Um, but she is Nick, like, no. we, we follow Maggie around like the entire fucking movie. And we're supposed to, I feel, well, I feel like we're supposed to be like on her side, but she is the most unlikable fucking character in the entire movie because of exactly what you're saying. Like it's hard think to it, root for them as a couple because she just woke up one day and fucking disappeared on him. Steamrolled over him while coming back. And he's just like, uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, sure. You can come back. Stay with me. <laughs> Do you think it's because of her hat? That looks like a bloated animal corpse. Just a deflated balloon sitting on top of her. Hat. I know the hat I'm wearing right now looks kind of like it, but it's not. It's not kind it, of. It's the exact same hat. No, it's just to no. have a button to button the no, hers, <laughs> hers, hers, for, there's no button, okay? There's no button here, okay? Do you see a button? No, that's because there's no button. Hers looks like somebody farted into the version of my hat, every, and it just went... No, every hat I've ever seen, like <laughs> the one you're wearing, has a button holding the brim to that fucking hat. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how it it's has all a button, big and poofy. You know what? This isn't about the hat. Does it have, does it have a button? Does, the, does your hat have a button on it? No, no. Mine was handcrafted and it's got thread. It's bougie. Thank you. <laughs> that makes it so much worse. You said it like it was going to make it better, but it actually <laughs> made it worse. It's all right. You're, you're wearing a hat that looks like a dad who likes to go fly fishing would wear to Florida. I'm okay with that. This I'm okay with my hat. hat. This isn't about hats. <laughs> It's a little about hats because hers it's about is so fucking stupid. Hers is very stupid. Hers is really, really stupid. And I'm pretty sure it's made of corduroy. 
No, there's no way. It's made of of twi- uh, twill. <laughs> twine? It? Not twine. What's it twine. called? Tweed. That's it's what it is. Twine. It's made of tweed. <laughs> the smelliest of the fabrics. <laughs> Damn, I was hoping... I was hoping IMDb would have a photo of her in the dumbass hat, but it doesn't appear like it does. Anyway, she's the most like unlikable character in this movie, and we follow her around the entire time. She's the one that breaks open the fucking book whenever she finds it. She goes to the drunk fucking priest who I can't, I still can't. Can anybody describe <laughs> the dying old man, you mean? <laughs> they literally call him an old man, and he's like 30. He's like, like doesn't have a gray hair He's on like, his head. Maybe, maybe a... mid thirties, and the person that calls him that is the oldest fucking person <laughs> in town. He could be dyeing his hair. You don't know. He doesn't exactly seem like the type of dude that has his shit together enough to be like, gotta get rid of this gray hair. He's like a drunk priest. He's just a drunk priest, and he let's knows be what's honest, coming. If I was a priest, I'd be drunk every day too. <laughs> You're not a priest, and you are drunk every day. It's also true. Ah. Like, oh, 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 this this book just keeps getting more depressing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I devoted my life to this. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. I, <sighs> Take me to the sea. Okay, we're going to go around. I want to see what your rating for the fog on both ends are, because this will be the main deciding factor on why this fucking remake is so goddamn awful. So give me your rating for The Fog 1980, Brett, and then immediately give me your rating for 2005 The Fog and tell me why. 1980, first of all, the rating I'm going to give 1980, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. It's a phenomenal horror movie. I loved it. Again, for me, it's got... Everything I like, it's got supernatural horror. It's got um, uh, it's got some really creepy scenes that aren't jump scenes. Uh, it does not rely heavily on gore whatsoever. Um, it's got a history aspect to it. It's 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 missing a sea shanty. You can't have everything though. Yeah, like a, like an eerie ghosty sea shanty would have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was musically inclined enough to just come up with a sea shanty off the top of my head. <laughs> but all that's Thank coming God to my not. head, it, but all that's coming to my head is fighting around the world. <laughs> uh, that's not a sea shanty. <laughs> it is if Russell Crowe sings it. Um, it's a it's a valid one. Um, no, but the reason it, the the reason it's so good is because it has heart. That's that's it. That's a good it way has, to put it. It has heart. You it has, definitely it, feel like the people that made it gave a shit. Yes. It, it, it's motivating factor is to scare and tell a story. And that's what a good horror movie does. Well, that I mean, for, for the most part, you've got other good horror movies where the story is kind of, you can kind of toss it to the side. Terrifier. But it's got, uh, yeah, it's exactly the one I was thinking of actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, but it's just, it's got heart. They gave a shit. Other than the Halloween-esque soundtrack that pops up in every John Carpenter movie, which it's still not bad. It just, it, you know, it's, it sounds like everything else that he does. It does, he, but that's just his way of making music. I think it's the same way with the, his movies. They're all kind of similar, but they all have their own distinct thing. Right. In that regard, he's the Avril Lavigne horror movies. Um, so it's, it's very... Um, 
It's intentional. It knows what it is. It knows what it wants to do. It knows what it wants to accomplish. And it knows how to go about doing that. 2005, you could argue, accomplished exactly what it set out to accomplish, was, which was to make a remake for the sake of a remake for a group of people that didn't even probably know that the original one existed. I would be willing to bet that the P, that, that everybody that went and saw the original The Fog, or not everybody, but the PG-13 crowd that went and saw The Fog in 2005, probably most of them didn't even know that the original one existed. I'd be willing to bet. I mean, there's I a know. reason that they rated it PG-13, and I would assume it's right. to, to reach a different audience than the original reached. Or, or, or an indifferent audience. But it's, it's just, it's very... There's no reason for it to exist. It's it's like I say on almost every single Disney remake out there, there is no reason for this movie to exist. It adds nothing to the original. It improves on nothing. It brings us nothing new except maybe a level of frustration at a fictional character that I didn't know could exist because we haven't even talked about the end where she leaves again. <laughs> She's gone again. Like she, the, the, you just that's left. a really fucking good point. I hadn't thought yeah. of it in that way, but that's exactly what she, she does. Do, she <laughs> does. She's like, nah, see, I found somebody else. Mm. Ghosty. Like the first time, the first time she's like, yeah, I'm gonna, she ghosted him. That's the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She yeah, she literally the, ghosted him. Yeah, the first time she's like, mm, I'm gonna go to college, <laughs> and then that, and then she comes back. She acts completely unapologetic, and then goes to the graveyard and goes, I'm gonna go with them instead. He's got a ship. He's got lep. He's got leprosy, but he's got a ship. His dick's probably falling off, but his <laughs> cheeks are intact. Like what a fucking. Oh yeah, no, that's very, very well put. So, what's your rating on the two thousand five one? <laughs> That wow. was four seconds, which is what I'm giving this. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Wow. Four, I'm I'm gonna get now. That actually, that actually seems high, dude. I'm I mean, I'm gonna give this a three out of ten. Everything about it sucks shit. <laughs> I hated this movie. I fucking hated this movie. What's so crazy is how high the original is and how bad the remake is. Here, here, this is like a great three yes. versus what What did you say? Eight or nine? I'm going to go with an eight. I'm going to go with an eight. And on this one, you know what? You know what? I've processed it for five seconds. I'm going to go two out of ten. I, it's just, dude, I, I just, I, there's nothing likable about this movie. There's nothing likable about it. Doing the ghosts better might be the reason it's a one, not a one out of ten. This is a terrible, terrible dumpster fire of a movie. This is a this is a dog turd in the winter masquerading as a film. Just steaming, by the way, in case you need it fucking explained for you. 
All right. Well, Jonah, um, why don't you go ahead and tell me your final thoughts on the fog 1980 and we do ratings out of 10. So give me a rating out of 10. Uh, it would be eight out of 10. Uh, I liked the visuals of it, but there was a lot with the plot. I didn't understand why it's like, Oh, you betrayed us, but we're only taking six of you. Just six. Yeah. That's they don't do. Yeah. We're going to wait a hundred years and then we're going to take six. Yeah. That does seem weird. And for seemingly no reason. Yeah. You, you murdered our children, robbed us, lit us a flame. And I'm just, I'm just going to take six of you. (laughs) But Jonah, six must die. But why? And it (laughs) didn't even take like six important people. It took six pretty useless people. Yeah. (laughs) That's a really good point. And half half of them are taken at the beginning of the, like the first 10 minutes of the fucking movie. Yeah. But visually it's just all the long shots, all when you're leading characters down. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Dude, the, the, the cinematography in the original is just, it's dude, it's, 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 it's fucking stellar dude the the there's so many amazing landscape wide shots in this most of the time like movies like especially lower budget movies will do the sitcom thing where they show the front of the house and then you're in the house right um and and in this they actually show you the time of day they show you around the town you feel like you're actually there because the cinematography does a very good job at letting you in this world while you're watching the movie while the 2005 shit is all close-ups and blown out bokeh and like all of the dumb bullshit that we complain about so well, and to compound on what uh jonah's saying jonah made a really really good point actually um and i really hate giving you that amount of credit but you did make a very good point um you said that there are a lot of really good landscape shots and that's something the remake doesn't do at all like we get we get a few um beach shots and stuff like that so i guess yeah. from like a technical literal sense they're landscape shots there's a couple helicopter even, shots and stuff too but not not, not but a lot dude it, the 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 caliber of them is nothing compared to the original and it's like dude when you're talking about a 25 year leap in not only film equipment and gear but we're talking a 25 year evolution of film technique and this is what you shit into my lap i mean all three of us were sitting there like amazed at the original like just the cinematography and the lighting and all of the technical aspects of this movie yeah how it holds up yes it's insane it looks how well it holds pretty. Up. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Just for visuals, it's worth a watch. Um, and you said your rating on that was what? Uh, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Okay, well, now now give me your rating for the 2005 and the reasoning behind it. Mine's higher. Mine's four out of ten. Um, I liked a little bit of the backstory of the why they, they're angry and they're killing people. Because you didn't get much of that, and it would have put a lot more into the older one. If you would have known, hey, they bought land, they betrayed them, they burnt them. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like... It's not enough to make it worth watching, though. (laughs) A little extra backstory. And visual ghosts, instead of ghouls that have to open doors and slowly walk up to you. 
Yeah, the um the backstory is the shit that I do feel like we lack a little bit in the original. It would have been nice to see the backstory on all of that stuff a little bit more and a little bit more fleshed out. Um but they didn't need to draw it out throughout the whole entire movie exactly. though. Like we don't need to constantly flash back to a hundred years ago to see what was happening because it, it really felt like a crutch that they were using because the modern day stuff didn't have enough shit in it to make it last the entire however long that fucking movie is what is it an hour 40 or whatever yeah can we talk about how weird it is for a russian guy to be on this ship yeah in this day and age but like just it depends the, the, on where the, the, the leopard colony came from a, a leopard did you say colony. leopard oh uh leopard yeah <laughs> leopard Leper. Mm. Where he was the a cat cats? man. Oh God, where are the cats? <laughs> no, but seriously, like, like that's that's actually something that stood out to me too. Is because like in this day and age, you're. I guess they are. I mean, I guess it could make sense because they are coming over to the Pacific coast, and maybe I don't know enough about this like period in time, but no. I just, I what. I just I was shaking my head yes when you said maybe I don't know enough and then you continued and I said oh <laughs> cuts out my jokes <laughs> cuts me down on a regular basis and yet still I show up um, <laughs> it just it just that that stood out to me I was just like were like Russian immigrants like a big thing back then I, I feel like they weren't don't I don't know I don't know it's just something about something about it just stood out but i also think for a lot of the I, I will say for a lot of this movie i kept feeling like they were on the east coast for some reason and for and so i feel like maybe that's why that stood out to me um or well or maybe i okay so let me see does it say no i don't i don't know where the um the 1981 is set i think we we looked at it and it was california right yeah. yeah um, it's um yeah. Antonio Bay. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um and in the fog, the 2005 one you can see right here, it says um Prosperous Island Same town place. off the coast oh. of Oregon. Elizabeth. Ugh, look at her face. Look at her. That 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 face right there just kind of like signifies her her level of competency throughout this entire fucking film. She's really that's not a the, very good it's actress. It's the writing. It's she's not. That's well, part not, of it, but she's not a good actress. Like like not only that, like she's got a look of like I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the furrowed brow constantly. I, I I'm confused about most things. My favorite thing about this is your fucking impression of her. It's absolutely dead on. <laughs> Did you give me a ride? I don't know why this has become an old Jewish woman. All right. Did you give me a ride? I made poor decisions and I failed at it at school. You were my fallback plan, so I've come back to you. Aren't you happy? You should be happy. I'm here. You're I my failed fault. at the thing I wanted to do, and now I'm back here for you. You're my fallout boy, which will play at the beginning of the fucking movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Her coat, her coat during the entire thing, too. The period coat thing uh, with the big button. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yep. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's so thrift store overpriced coat. <laughs> well, for me, the 1980 fog, I think... 
stands on its own and will continue to stand on its own for generations probably because it's so fucking well made. It has nothing to do with how good the story is or how bad it is. It is a well-made movie and you can see that and literally every fucking aspect of it. I think that when you really break this movie down to its technical aspects, it is leagues better than the remake the remake feels fucking lazy and forced and and like the people like you were saying earlier that that the original 1981 has heart the remake is it feels you can tell while you watch it that the people that made it gave no fucks about the original story they didn't give a shit about how this movie came out it feels it feels cheap Although I think it was astronomically more expensive to make than the fucking original was. And when you use CGI, especially in this era, it is so fucking hard for me to look back at it and be like, damn, that held up really well. And there is a lot of like really shitty CGI in this. I think that when you look at the 1980 movie, you are going to be able to watch that for a long time to come because not only does it have that 1980s fucking like horror charm that I love so much about it, but it's also just a technically well-made movie. So when we look at 1980, I I'm going to go ahead and give this, I, I on letterboxd, I think I rated this a seven. Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead and ju- bump that up to an eight after we've talked about it here, because it does, it Herd does, mentality. it does fucking deserve it. No, it does. It, it, I know. you guys one have talked of us, one of us, <laughs> you guys have talked me up on it a little bit more, but when we're talking about the 2005 remake, like I said, there is not a whole lot in here that makes me feel like I'm going to be able to watch this even 10 years from now and be like, damn, that's a fun movie. It's not, it's not fun. And if we hadn't all watched it together, I would have been I, I just feel like I never would have gotten all the way through it without just putting a fucking gun in my mouth. Like it's, it's that bad. It's that level horrendous. And it has nothing to do with me being a John Carpenter fan and everything to do with me enjoying good, well-made movies, which this is not, this is also not a good era for horror movies. It's not. And and forever I've had this included. I've had a blind spot for like anything after like 2000. And and for me going back to this era is and I said this when I've talked about Hatchet and a whole bunch of other shit. I don't enjoy going back to early to mid 2000s horror movies for everything that we're talking about. It's the horrible color grades, the cheap forced fucking everything like uh, name a movie from that era and it's likely gonna look exactly like this it's gonna feel exactly like this they're all pg-13 and they all just feel like shitty forced remakes and there were a ton of them in this era i think the one of the few that stands out is texas chainsaw actually that's yeah the um well and then you do have, even dude honestly even like the originals i guess it's technically a remake but like the grudge and the ring those were good yeah those are remakes they were but that's those, true those were anomalies those were not like par for the course yeah. by any means like all we got to do is look at stuff like house of wax um <laughs> Was okay, it, didn't okay, they remake okay. Fucking- that was very clearly pr- a producer just wanted to kill paris hilton well, who the fuck? Yeah, that's him? what he wanted to do to Paris Hilton. 
uh, you know, I've only seen that movie one time and I vowed, don't worry, brain, I'll never do that to you again. <laughs> but no, that's I, what I, that's what I say after every shot of vodka, <laughs> but no, I think the remake, I'm going to go ahead and rate the remake a three out of 10. There is not anything in here to enjoy. Like Jonas said, I think the backstory stuff is is okay, which is the only reason it's getting a three. Otherwise, I would have rated it the same fucking way I rated Megan. Um, it, you know, Mandy. I would no Megan. Um, Megan. We didn't talk about Megan on the show. We did. Shout out to I my letterbox account. I still think we should. Um, maybe we will. <laughs> but um, anyway, I, there's nothing in the in the 2005 remake to enjoy, and everything that was good in the 1980 movie has been stripped away broken down to its absolute bare bones and then they slapped literal bullshit on top of it and we're like remake and everybody went, yeah, fucking remake yeah very good well done <laughs> i just i fucking hate it and then and this is a prime example of why i hate early to mid 2000s horror 2005's the fog is what happens when you follow through on the plans you make during cocaine like that's that's what it is because it's it's just that it's just that we should do this oh we should totally, oh, we should totally do that, do that. Yeah. Well, how are we how how are we gonna do that I don't know but we should totally do that and then you wake up the next Let's day write it right now <laughs> oh my god we can totally do this yeah it definitely thanks. feels very fucking much like that yeah thanks um, Hollywood. All right, so final thoughts, anyone? I want to die. Oh, you mean for the movie? Yeah. Uh, the movie, uh, 1980s, The Fog. I didn't say uh, speak all of our inner voices out loud. <laughs> I was like, I, dude, I got journal entries that'll really bring you down. <laughs> um, no, it's the 1980s, the, the 1980s, The Fog is a masterclass in um, horror in general, in horror filmmaking, in how you implement the filmmaking techniques that make a good movie into a horror movie. 2005's The Fog is a prime example of why we need to stop with remakes. And apparently, this has been going on forever. Yep, at least 20 years. They've been doing, I mean, we could probably go back to 2000, so 23, almost 25 years. They've been just ripping shit from the eighties and going, let's mm -hmm. do this again. And, yeah. and everybody sees it but time and time again. I think this is another great example of what happens when, of why film adaptations are so good because every time you talk, every time you mention how shitty a remake is inevitably some asshole faux philosopher has to go, you know, they've been making movies out of books since the very beginning. And it's like, yeah, but it fucking works. Doesn't it? Not always, but yeah, most of the time it does. Yeah. Film adaptations of books work. Film adaptations of films, because that's what a remake is. That's what it's always yeah. been. It's never, unless it's a shot-for-shot shot remake, it's an adaptation. You don't do it. You don't do it. Stop doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it over and over again. And this is why you can't have anything nice. This is why nothing works out for you. This is why your box office sales go in the shitter and why you can't keep doing this.
Well, this is why Barbie was number one and Oppenheimer wasn't. It's the same fucking thing. Cool. Like I haven't Great, seen. Bye. I haven't seen Barbie, <laughs> but I just saw a thing today that was talking about how Oppenheimer is one of the highest grossing movies ever to not reach number one at the box office. And and people clearly are have a hunger for like, you know, we both saw Oppenheimer. We both fucking really enjoyed it. Um, and, and it's one of real, the best movies of the last two decades. It's real cinema. And and it's a fucking World War Two. I like biopic and it did amazingly mm -hmm. and, 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 and the fucking uh, fine. I, I, I fine. Barbie's going to do well. Fine. I, I knew it was gonna before, before, you know, when we watched that trailer, which I'll link up top and down in the description, by the way, when we watched that trailer, I think one of the things we said was this is going to be massive. And it was obviously. And, and that's fine. But there has to be a reason that you're doing the shit that you're doing and, and I, remaking every goddamn horror movie from the 80s is not the fucking way to do it. So I don't want to go off on this tangent, but um, I'm going to say this because I have a theory on why Barbie did so much better than Oppenheimer. Um, and I'm going to say right now that this is not the opinion of Mike. This is not the opinion of From the Deep. This is not the opinion of Jonah. Oppenheimer is about the patriarchy. Barbie is against the patriarchy, and that is why Barbie did better. I mean, I don't or care. Barbie's just bright. Yeah, that I, and Oppenheimer is a little depressing. Hey, you want to remember about this bomb we built that you know we killed a bunch of people with? But that's Woo. the thing is Oppenheimer spends the entire movie not judging what they're trying to tell you about. They're just like, this is what happened. And and you feel about what happened however you want to. And that yep. is that's why it's such a good fucking film. And and you can see them being judge free judgment free throughout the whole fucking movie. And I want I, I, I want to clarify that what I'm saying is that Barbie is shoving a message down your throat. Oppenheimer is not. Shoving and that's that's a message what I was down your throat. That's, that's what, what I was I about mean. to say. I'm not, I, I'm not sitting here going, "Yay, the patriarchy." I'm saying that the movie one is about a thing that happened, and the other one is an anti-message shoved down your fucking throat, and that's what people want right now. They want something that just sits there and goes, "You're right." Yeah. Well, and that's that's the thing is like they just want somebody to be like, I have the exact same views as you and we're going to be in an echo chamber together. Yep. <laughs> so maybe, maybe we're wrong about remakes and everyone loves them. The snow white shit. I don't know if you guys have seen this stuff going on with snow white. Um, that feels like, <laughs> Oh God, we're going to lose him. <laughs> no, you brought up Disney. <laughs> Brett's gonna hang himself with his own microphone. Don't pull the rope, Bob. <laughs> What's really happening is he's just getting sexual gratification right now. Um, no, but I have no pants. <laughs> maybe we're wrong about remakes. Um, and and you know, I think this whole shit. Have you guys seen what's going on with Snow White recently? With the the star <laughs> of the movie that came out and said all that shit. You guys have seen this. And everybody is yeah. reacting the way I would hope they would react, where they were, where they're like, 
Wait a minute, you know you're not a fan of the fucking thing that you're in? It's the, the Henry Cavill Witcher thing all over again? Except you know what Snow White first. <laughs> you know what Snow White has made me realize? I just like seeing people get pissed off <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't want Snow White to come out and then everybody flew off the handle and I went, put it out! <sighs> Well, I mean, if you've... I want to see what the CGI characters look like. That's what I was about to say. If you've seen some of the screenshots of, like, the quote-unquote dwarfs, um, oof. Those are just placeholders, though, right? Like, they're going to be CGI monsters. That's extras know. from the Shire. <laughs> <laughs> the new Lord of the Rings. Oh, my God, they would be. Yep. They'd all be tall, six-foot elves, and they'd have hairy feet. That'd be the only thing they carried over. None of them are wearing shoes. They smoke pipe weed and, and they're six feet tall. <laughs> we can't we can't put her in a house with seven men. Why? It's not sexual, but it could be. <laughs> it says it sends the wrong message. So all right. Well, um, if you like this, make sure you hit the like button. If you really liked it, make sure you hit the subscribe button because we got a lot more content like this on this channel. There is something for everybody here. We do a lot of podcasts. We do solo, heavily edited reviews, stuff like that as well. Every now and then we'll do a trailer reaction like when we did the Barbie trailer reaction. If you want to check that out, I like I said, it's linked down in the description. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff on this channel. So whatever you're looking for, I'm sure we've done something like it. You can also find us on your favorite podcast app, uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts, any of the others that you can find our RSS feed will pull up, just type in from the deep and you will find us there. Uh, thank you guys so much to anybody that's been liking and watching our stuff. It means the world to us. We really appreciate it. Jonah, thank you for being here. I'm sure we will have you back at some point. It was a pleasure. And I would like to uh, plug my uh, my OnlyFans. It's OnlyFans.com slash Dead Inside Femboy. Okay. He does like living in a Barbie world. <laughs> Don't I, you cut this. I, I, Don't you cut I'm, this. I'm not going to cut it, but I probably will bleep that because you just know that's Look somebody's actual URL. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. Don't you cut this shit, okay? Look at me. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> Cut to the end. <laughs> so anyway, thank you, Jonah. And we'll see you guys next time from the deep. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm just <laughs> sorry. <laughs>